the mistakes. It has been quite the struggle. I cannot charge my laptop for whatever reason. The charger doesn't work. And of course, it is almost dead. So I have to record this episode on my PC. Hopefully the fan isn't too loud. And then my notes. Oh, my notes. I have to look at my phone now for this. So on today's episode, we are going to be talking about the pros and cons of long-term travel alone. When I say long-term travel, we'll just say a month or longer. Usually anything less than that's a vacation, and this is more geared towards the person that's looking to travel long-term, whether you just graduated from high school or college and you want to travel for a little bit, or if, like me, you are thinking about leaving your job to travel. So this is for you, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Also, what might be pros for me may be cons for you and vice versa. This isn't by any means a episode to discourage you from traveling. I think a lot of the time there can be this stigma around traveling that it can be dangerous depending on where you're going or there's things that could happen to you. You hear all these stories and this is not one of those episodes. This is just to give you an idea of what to expect from your travel. So let's just jump right into it for the day. Let's start with the pros. And I think... In life, it's important to challenge yourself because that's how you grow as a person. We all know this. Really easy example, you start going to the gym and you work out, you change your body and you gain more confidence because your body looks a lot better. And so the challenge of that, you grow as a person, right, mentally and physically. So there's all these different things in life that you could do to gain confidence. And I think traveling's a pretty unique one especially when you're doing it alone because there's so much unknown around traveling by yourself and there's so many things you have to learn how to do. So I think it's a good way to level up quickly in life, we'll say. And and you'll just grow really quickly from doing something like this. So another great thing about traveling alone is you get to have experiences that a lot of people will never have and you get to meet people from different cultures with different views and ways of thinking This is one of the main reasons why a lot of people like to travel. And what that does for you is it lets you become more open and you are able to think from different perspectives. Once again, when you're more open as a person, that generally makes it a lot easier to grow because when you're closed-minded, you're not looking to grow. So I'd say that is one of the big benefits of doing it. And then with all those things that I just said, it's a great way to gain a lot of life experience quickly. You have the opportunity to make a lot of mistakes because there's so many different things that you're doing that you've never done before. And then you can learn from them and then apply what you learn because you're going to constantly be facing similar situations with what you're doing, whether that's booking travel, airplanes, hotels, hostels, whether that's timing your trips well to where you're there enough days to see everything and then... You're also learning how to balance hanging out with people versus going to do things on your own. Or maybe if you're trying to build a Instagram following or if you're working on a blog, whatever it may be, maybe even a podcast, you have to learn how to balance all those things. And so over time, you get a lot better at doing that. The fourth pro, I think, is you learn how to rely on yourself and what it is all said and done. You know that you can do it. I think this was the biggest one for me. This might be a personal pro Some people in life, you'll already have had events and experiences to where you've had to learn how to rely on yourself because you didn't have people there for you growing up. But I think maybe for someone who has always had someone there for them and they haven't had necessarily had to rely on themselves and really see what they're made out of, I think traveling alone for an extended period of time is a really good way to 
test yourself and show yourself that that's something you can do. Another one, this one I think was very big for me, but the things that used to matter no longer matter out of the fact that I just had to deal with them. So the examples I like to use are eating alone at restaurants, just going to places alone in general, and then wearing the same clothes pretty much every day. For a lot of people, going to places alone, it's something they don't like to do. I think part of that is the stigma of what are people going to think of me if they see me alone. Eating at a restaurant is definitely a big one. When do you really ever see someone alone at a restaurant just eating? I think there's a negative connotation with that of whether or not that person like has friends or is a loser, whatever it might be. Maybe they, people think the person's weird for doing it, but because I was traveling by myself, I literally had to just go to restaurants and eat by myself because if not, I was going to die of starvation, right? And then the same with going places alone. You're going to all these different museums. You're going to these sites. You have to go alone or you're not going to see anything. And so from just the constant repetition of doing it, I got a lot more comfortable with it. And now it's something I can do even being back in California. Just I don't feel weird about doing it anymore. I'm a lot more comfortable with it. And the same goes for wearing the same thing every day. I think once again, there's the stigma around, is this person going to notice that I'm wearing the same thing every day. And if I am wearing the same thing every day, does that mean people are going to think I'm poor? And so going off of wearing the same thing every day, another great pro or benefit to traveling is that you learn what you really need to live. I think for me personally, just wearing the same three shirts and usually the same shorts or pants every single day, it became less about what I was wearing and what people would think. And it was more of just a convenience thing. Traveling with so much stuff and then slowly over the 10 months, getting less and less things and just realizing how many things I actually used versus how many things I didn't use. It really opened my eyes to the fact that a lot of the things that I had in my life were things that I didn't really need because I never used them. And so now being back, I've talked about this a little already, but being back, I've just started to eliminate as much as I can out of my life, whether that's old clothes or little junky, you know, gadgets around the house that I never use. I'm really just starting to take the minimalist approach to living. And I think once again, what that does for you is it clears up a lot of fatigue that can happen in your life when there's so many different choices you have to make. That makes it a lot harder to get things done. The fifth benefit of traveling, you learn to be okay with being alone overall. I think for me personally, this journey of mine was the most alone I've ever felt in the sense of I just physically was alone. I didn't have friends around or family, so I wasn't seeing people every single day. Like I was seeing people, but I wasn't really interacting necessarily. Sure, you'd hang out with people at the hostel every now and then, right? But it's not like you were always connecting with people. And for me personally, I'm the type of person who I just need to have a little bit of social interaction to recharge and then I'm good to be alone again. But it was definitely hard in the beginning. And that's also sort of a con, I guess you could say, is that you are very alone. And for me, it was really hard on weekends, especially just seeing everyone out and about people with their friends doing things together that made me even feel more alone. And I kind of didn't like going out on the weekends. But as I got 
more and more into my 10 months, it became a lot easier to deal with that loneliness. So in the beginning, like in London or in Edinburgh, it was very difficult to be alone and see people with other people, right? But then, for example, in Bangkok, I was pretty much the most alone I have been at any country that I visited. And I was totally fine with it. It didn't bother me at all. So that's something you will get better at. Once again, these are just things where because you just have to deal with it, because if you don't, then you're not really experiencing a country. You're not doing anything right. You're not if you're not going to a restaurant alone, you're dying of starvation unless you're ordering like delivery or if you're not going to different museums then you're not going to experience the country so these are just things you learn to be fine with and off of that another great one you learn to be okay with feeling like an idiot i think that's a huge one that i noticed throughout my travels especially when it came to languages is you could tell whether that was the person you were conversing with or just myself that it's very difficult to want to speak the other person's language because you're afraid of embarrassing yourself and looking foolish. I think over time, once again, you learn to just deal with it because you have to put yourself out there in order to figure things out. So great example. I remember, you know, the first few countries, it's like when you're trying to get to different places, right, with transportation, and I have absolutely no idea what I'm doing. And I traditionally wouldn't be the type of person to ask anyone for help, like, where am I supposed to go? And that was something I had to get better at, because if I didn't, then I wouldn't know how to get to different places. And then also, I think a lot of this is just the fact that you get over yourself. And this was big for me. I think this could be a thing for other people where, right, you're afraid to look stupid or you're afraid to be alone. But a lot of it is just you kind of get over yourself. And it's a really good thing, I think, because now I'm not afraid to look like a dum-dum if I need help with something. Another big one for me is that you learn to appreciate what you have back home, whether that's your possessions, your relationships, convenience, opportunity, the simple fact that you can communicate with people. That was a big one after I got home from Europe was it was so nice to actually be able to talk to people in English. And to have a conversation that even if it was just a complete stranger, just the idea that you could, you know, talk to people and figure things out and you know what's actually going on again. That was a really nice thing. So that's definitely a big one. I'm sure that's a big one for everyone, especially it'll depend on what countries you're visiting. So you go to India and you might gain a deeper appreciation for what you have back home than if you went to London, let's say, as an example. So it will depend on where you're going. I think for me, going to Bangkok and seeing how people live there and just seeing what they have to deal with, whether that's just the terrible weather or the traffic or how dirty the city is. And then you see all the just the poverty and the stray dogs and the cats just walking everywhere. And the way these buildings are set up, some of the people, if you go into these neighborhoods, it's like they're, the the their homes are made out of metal scraps and that was just something i'd never seen before once again it exists pretty much everywhere to a degree right depending on the neighborhood you're in but to see that that was really eye-opening for me to appreciate more what i have back home and i'll say it again i think i've said this before but as a american could be you know anywhere else if you're in england an englander is that even a word are you an englander or if you're canadian whatever it may be right first world country type places 
the amount of opportunity, convenience, and variety you have available to you and the options, it's just astounding compared to some of the places you can go. And I think especially being from the US, right? Just you just go to Target, even if you go to Walmart, there's just so much available to you, so many different options that make it a lot easier. Really easy example. Finding a electric shaver really difficult in a lot of places finding deodorant that you actually can use in tokyo very difficult thing actually i remember in budapest i needed a new razor and or a new electric shaver and i couldn't find one anywhere that was for a reasonable price i think the most or the cheapest one was 80 dollars or so and that's just something that yes is it the end of the world no but it's annoying and the fact that you have all these options whether that's deodorant or an electric razor in the US, it's just a nice thing that you normally wouldn't really think about, but it definitely is a thing. So this, I believe, is the ninth benefit, man. We've got a lot of benefits, and these aren't like the most obvious benefits, I think, right? These are kind of what it's going to do for you mentally and how you view the world, but once again, another important one, I think, for me was I learned how to ride the wave instead of swim against that. And we'll just say the wave of life. You learn to go with the flow. When you're traveling, bad things are going to happen all the time. And you just learn to deal with it, knowing it's going to end. I think that's a really good way to approach life as well. It's not like the worst things in the world happen, but so many just little things can get to you that it makes it really, really difficult at times because things just pile up and pile up. And I'll talk about that a little bit more in the cons, but there's just things out of your control that are going to happen and you learn to just just breathe and time is going to go on, right? And you're going to have a really great experience probably the next day seeing something and it's just you learn the give and take or like the the flow, once again, the flow of life, like your ups, your downs, it's like a roller coaster. Traveling isn't this grand out of this world experience every single day there's things that you're gonna have to deal with and you're gonna realize that it's just a lot like life you know back home there's nothing necessarily super different in terms of how you're gonna be feeling when you're traveling you'll definitely be up you'll definitely be down i'll get back into that with the cons this one i think is a very very important one for people i'm a little bit more of a pessimist. I like to say that I'm pessimistically optimistic. That's how I would define myself, but I definitely lean more glass is half empty. But I think for my 10 months, what I took away from it was that the world is a wonderful place with generally good people. Every single person I met while traveling, it was all positive. They were very nice, very open, friendly people. And I didn't have any, you know, like horror stories or have to deal with any crazy person staying in these hostels. What's important from that is that you have to realize that the world is only an amazing place until it is not. That opinion can change in an instant, right? You can think the world's all sunshine and rainbows, but there can be one thing that happens to you and then that can just totally change your opinion of it. And what what I think of when I hear that is there was a couple back in 2017 i read this story and they were biking throughout the world and what their goal was 
was basically to try to prove that evil is a human construct and it doesn't really exist. So they were trying to show the goodwill of people, right, with all these places they were traveling. So they were going through uh, South Africa and Central Asia and Europe and I think Greece as well. So they went to all these different places, right? So when they got to Tajikistan, which is in Central Asia, they were intentionally hit by a car and they were killed. And ISIS actually claimed responsibility for this this attack that happened, we'll say. And so they died. And to me, that just shows that I think they were a little bit too naive in the sense of thinking that evil doesn't exist. And they weren't really on their guard. And I think they probably had a lot of great experiences with people. And I'm sure if you look at their blog that they had, there were a lot of great experiences and great people they met along the way. But then it only took one event for that to completely change and in the unfortunate case with them is they actually were killed from that and i don't know necessarily if tajikistan is a place where you would go usually if you had a more pessimistic or more um more guarded view of what the world is actually like and so with that with any place you go always remember that yes it's probably not as bad as you might hear on the news. A lot of things get overblown, but I think it is still important to be on guard and be aware of the places you're actually going and what's possible. Our 11th pro, traveling changes you for the better, definitely. Am I a completely different person? No, but I think traveling is a great thing for me that laid the foundation for understanding what I need to do to get to where I want in my life. And with that, which goes hand in hand is self-awareness, You are living a very unique life when you're traveling by yourself. There's not a lot of outside influence when you're traveling alone. Sure, you're going to all these different countries and experiencing the cultures, but unless you're making an effort, it's very difficult to know what's going on back home. You're generally not talking to your friends and your family as much. And so there's basically outside influence isn't really a thing anymore. So it really gives you time to just think about your life and... I think it's a lot easier to identify things about yourself, whether that's your flaws, your strengths, habits that hold you back, negative thought patterns. You aren't living a day-to-day monotonous life. You're not going through the motions, right? You're constantly experiencing these new things. And so it is a great environment to really do some deep thinking. And I think what I wasn't expecting with traveling, I learned the most about myself rather than about a culture or it from an experience. It was more just the fact that I was in this environment where I could constantly be thinking, think of all the downtime you have, whether that's on an airplane or you're taking a train somewhere. I took buses to some countries. So that is, you know, that could be an eight hour bus ride to somewhere. And that gives you a lot of time to reflect. And it's not like you really have internet or anything like that, right? And you're constantly changing your SIM cards. And so you might not have internet access at all. And it just forces you to be with your thoughts. And so I think it's a great time for self-reflection when you travel. And you'll definitely learn a lot about yourself. So that was very important. One of the most important things, I think, for me doing this 10-month journey traveling. This is another huge one. For me, this is the last pro I have. I feel like I've said every single one of these is a huge one, but really they are important, definitely. You can become a new person when you're traveling and you're able to give yourself permission to be someone you want to be. I think for a lot of people in your daily life, 
you're either playing the role of the person your family or friends want you to be, or you are playing the role of the person you think your family and friends think you should be. And I think that second one is more of how I felt is, especially I've talked about it in the last episode, is like when you finally tell your family and friends that you want to travel, I think I was really afraid of what people would think because it didn't necessarily go along with how I presented myself to them. And I was afraid they'd be like, well, why are you doing this, right? Or that doesn't sound like Connor. Why would he do something like that? And I I know that's definitely a thing for people is, I mean, we could use it as a perfect example. Maybe you want to be a musician and your family wants you to be a doctor, right? You have a long line of doctors in the family, your uncles, your dad, your mom, and you don't want to do that, but that's kind of the path they laid out for you. And it's really hard to tell them no, because you don't want to disappoint them. But at the same time, you want to be happy. I know this is true too, because think of any TV show or movie, a lot of the themes that are played constantly that come up over and over again is the idea of trying to be someone that other people want you to be. And so what's beautiful about traveling, and this could even be just moving to a new state, right? It doesn't need to be traveling, but when you go into a new environment, it allows you to be a new person because that person you were in that other place, you've left behind and you get a fresh start where people don't know you and you can kind of create the person that you want to be. And so I think traveling is a great way to do that because you're constantly in a new country, usually every week or so, right? And you're constantly getting to reinvent yourself and you can play around even with who you want to be and I'm not talking like ultra ego type stuff right but you get to actually be yourself I think that's the best way of putting it is you have the opportunity to truly be yourself and explore what that's like for some people that's going to be more drastic than others just depends the kind of relationships you have and what your upbringing was like with your family now for the cons The obvious one to start off, you're going to be homesick. You're going to miss your friends and family. I talked about being alone, right? You get better at it, but you're still going to feel lonely at times. It will get better. You'll get used to it. That's something you're just going to have to deal with. Maybe you don't miss home at all and you won't get homesick. You know, maybe you'll be lucky. Who knows? But the next con, and this one I put in parentheses horror stories, because these are all the stories you're going to hear from people about, oh, I know this one person who lost their luggage in their airport and couldn't recover it. Or I I know this person that got mugged in South Africa. Or I know this person who got seriously sick when they were visiting India and now they have a stomach virus they have to deal with the rest of their life. And it's something they struggle with day to day, right? There's all these different things you're going to hear. You can lose your luggage. You can get mugged. You can have something stolen in your hostel. You can get sick. Maybe you're going to, your airplane's going to crash and you're going to die, right? All these different things. And For 99% of people, maybe even 99.9% of people, none of this is going to happen to you as long as you're being smart. For me, I'm a cautious person and that definitely helped traveling, but I didn't have anything stolen from me. I didn't lose my luggage at any point. I didn't get mugged, nothing stolen in a hostel. I didn't get ill. I think the only really illness I got was food poisoning for maybe five days in Bangkok and it wasn't that bad sure was it a pain to deal with yes but it wasn't the end of the world or anything like that so what I'll just say with that is even though something's not going to happen to you most likely you need to be smart and by being smart and being cautious and being aware of your surroundings constantly 
that is why nothing is going to happen to you. So what does that mean? If you're going to India, you're going to Bangkok, if you're going to a place where it's a high possibility that you can get food poisoning or sick, that means being really, really aware of where your food's being prepared. Are you eating raw stuff? You shouldn't be eating raw stuff. Are you drinking water that's safe? Do you have a plan for if you do get sick? So for me, for example, I had charcoal pills with me in Bangkok. I had oregano oil or oil of oregano, I think is how you say it. But yes, I had that. And then I had grapefruit oil. And all these different things are good for killing bacteria. And they're also good for your immune system. And then the charcoal pills are meant to just absorb any bad stuff that, you know, gets into your stomach, basically. The moment I knew that I was getting a bug from eating that stupid pad thai in Bangkok, that stupid pad thai, man, was it delicious? Yes, but... Within 30 minutes of eating it, I had a big issue. Go listen to the Bangkok travel guide to hear about that. As soon as I got home, charcoal pills, oil of oregano in my water with the grapefruit seed oil, and that definitely helped. I didn't get as sick as I probably would have if I didn't take stuff like that. It definitely helped out. So have a plan for if something is going to happen. As far as getting things stolen from you, you don't flash really expensive things when you're out and about during the day, especially if you're in a place that there are a lot of pickpockets, always be aware of how close people are to you. If people are really close to you, hands in your pockets or don't keep anything in your pockets. You don't have to go as far, I think, as having your backpack in front of you. You'll see a lot of people wearing it in their front when you're traveling, but I never did that one time, never had any problems, but I was also aware anytime someone touched my backpack, anytime even someone brushed across from me, I was checking to make sure I had everything in my pockets. I was checking my backpack to see that nothing had been, you know, unzipped or anything like that. So if you're aware, nothing bad's going to happen to you. Don't worry. Another really good example. Only thing I did have stolen from me, Budapest Travel Guy, go listen to it. I had my Starbucks and my blueberry muffins stolen from me at seven in the morning when no one was in the Starbucks. It goes to show if I had left my backpack there thinking, oh, no one's here. It's fine. I can just go to the bathroom really quick, you know, three minute thing, come back and all my stuff will be there. My backpack with my thousands of dollars worth of gear would have been stolen most likely as well. So always keep your stuff with you. Another good thing, any Starbucks I ever went to, even if I had to get up to go pee, I would bring my backpack with me and I would risk losing my seat. It's just not worth getting it stolen from you. One thing I thought was really interesting in Korea especially was just how trusting people are. And maybe it's just a cultural thing where you don't have to worry, but literally everyone leaves their stuff. They'll go upstairs before they go down to order and they'll leave their purses or their computers, whatever the valuable things they have, right, to like hold their seats basically. And then they'll both go downstairs again if it's two people and they'll order their drinks and they'll just leave it in. And no one ever got their stuff stolen from what I had seen. I always made sure to watch to see if someone was going to steal it because I was going to be the, uh, you know, the good citizen to stop them. But even seeing that in Korea, seeing how trusting people were and it seemed like no one would ever take anything of yours, I still wouldn't leave my stuff because you just never know. Better safe than sorry. That's a good way to look at it. So back to the loneliness thing. I said it before, it's the most physically lonely I've ever felt in my life. Some places were bad, others were good. I said all that. 
And I think with that, just have the self-awareness to know if you're the type of person that's going to need a lot of interaction with people. Realize as well as if you are that type of person, that's going to completely change your travel experience because you're probably going to be hanging out with a lot more people. You probably miss some of the things you want to see and you're going to have to compromise more on what you're doing. So just bear that in mind. This one is a quick one, but I missed my routine. I think that's one of the nice things about being where you're from. You have your routines, right? You have your places that you go. You know what restaurants you like to eat at. You know where to get this. You know where to get that. You know what you do day in and day out. And there's something nice about that because once again, it frees up a lot of like mental energy where you're just kind of doing the same thing day in and day out so you don't have to think about it. And there's something really nice about that. It's kind of like a good thing for productivity. And so it's really hard to create routine when you're traveling because you're constantly, you know, you're changing country to country. So can you really create a routine? You're constantly having to have to figure out where to get things. And that was just something that I really struggled with. Your health is most likely going to take a hit in some areas while improving in other areas. Sleep's going to take a hit. You're going to have to deal with people in your room coming back late. You'd always hear about people who are getting it on. That's always something when I'd read about hostels, it's like, oh, you just have to deal with people, you know, having having sex at like three in the morning and you just deal with it and close your ears. And I never had, actually, I did have to deal with that one time, right? Yeah, that was in Prague, but it only, okay, so that only happened one time. And then other than that, it was fine. Generally, people were pretty good about being, I don't know if they, eh, I, I don't think I should say they were pretty good. Like you'll, in the morning, if someone wakes up really early, they'll usually bang around their stuff. They don't try to be quiet. So that might wake you up too earlier than you're trying to get up. I remember in Krakow being at that party hostel, huge mistake, but didn't get any sleep there because they're pre-gaming until two in the morning. Then they're going out and then my roommates would come back at five in the morning and they'd be super loud and inconsiderate and it just made me want to punch all of them in the face but unfortunately it was a group of guys they were all friends I think there was like five guys and I literally was so mad that I debated just fighting all of them and going for it but alas I did not I'm smart for not doing that but that was annoying I think that was three nights in a row where they did that I don't know I, I literally think those guys probably slept I'm not even kidding maybe five hours at the most in three days. I just don't understand how people can do that. It blows my freaking mind. I would die if I had to do that. So something you're just going to have to deal with with the sleep part. I did lose 15 pounds. You do walk a lot and you're generally eating less because if you're trying to budget, you're eating less. And then with all the walking, so I lost a lot of weight. That could be a good thing or a bad thing, depending on what you're trying to do for me personally. I prefer to keep that weight on because that was 15 pounds of probably the rest of the muscle I had on my body. So that's unfortunate, but for a lot of people losing the weight, it'll be good. And then your eating habits that could go, you know, however you want it. Are you going to eat healthy and make an effort to do it? Yes, it's going to be a lot bigger of a pain in the butt to do that, but you can make the effort. Or you could just eat whatever, you know, whatever is under the rainbow and just deal with the fact that you're not eating super healthy. This one, I think, is one of the biggest things I learned from traveling. And I think it's probably the most important thing going forward with my life is 
I learned the importance of where you spend your effort and focus as well the significance of distractions. So I mentioned this before a little bit, but there are so many little things that are going to happen throughout each day that are slowly going to wear on you, whether that's trying to figure out where you need to go, what bus do you need to take, or trying to find a place to eat, or just little things that might happen in the hostel. Maybe you do your laundry and it smells really bad so you can't wear any of your clothes or you just aren't getting enough sleep because you're dealing with this annoying person that snores. There's all these little things and it makes it hard to really do anything else other than experience the place you're in. So for me, if I'm trying to build an Instagram following or I'm trying to work on a website to have this blog or I'm starting a podcast, if you don't know how to do any of that, if you're just trying to do it all from scratch, it's really difficult to do that and also fully experience a country because you only have so many days in that country, so you have to prioritize. And then at the same time, when all these little things are happening, when you're walking the entire day, going from place to place, and you're in the sun, and then you're not necessarily having the most healthy routine, and then all the little other things that are happening, right? It just really sucks up your willpower and your discipline. So it is really hard then to work on your Instagram to build a social media following or to work a few hours on that blog, especially when you don't know how to do anything and you're trying to learn because that in itself is really discouraging. So if you haven't built the foundation already, maybe before you start traveling, you already have a blog up and running, right? Or you already ha know how to build a large Instagram following. If you're doing these things for the first time, then it's gonna be very hard to work on them while traveling. And so what I thought I could do is combat this by staying in a place longer. So in Korea, I was there for a month and a half and Bangkok, I was there for a month and a half and then Tokyo, I was there for a month and a half or three months. What I realized from that was What's nice about going to a country for a week is you get to experience it and then you're done. You go on to the next one. But when you're in a place for a long time, what you'll realize is in a lot of these places, I wouldn't want to live here and I'm basically living here and I'd prefer to be back home. And so that in itself is a problem and an issue because you're in a place that you don't really like enough to actually be living there. And I thought my money would go a lot further by being in a place longer. And then I could also work on all these things I need to work on, but I still didn't end up doing it. That personally is just how it was for me. Maybe for other people, that wouldn't be the case, but I think that's definitely something to keep in mind if you are trying to build some type of following or you're trying to create a website. If you're trying to do anything other than travel and experience the places you're in, just bear in mind that it might be a lot more difficult than you expect. I think that was a big mistake I made. And I think if I had laid the foundation for everything, if I already had this pot, well, a good, a good way of putting it is like now that I've kind of laid the foundation, I already have this podcast going and I understand social media a lot better. And I also understand how many things I need to travel with and what I actually need. I think it would be a lot easier going back out and traveling again to actually work on all this stuff. And I have a better idea of how to manage my time and really what it takes to do that because really good example, really easy one is like, instead of walking everywhere, maybe I walk two miles to this restaurant I want to go to, and then it's another 
mile back to this place I want to visit and then it's another mile to the hostel. Instead of doing all that walking, if I had the means to just drive and not have to deal with that physical energy that's being expended, but also the the mental energy and like the discipline because you know you're walking, especially when it's in the heat, it just wears on you. And that's a big thing that if I hadn't done that, I'd probably have a lot more willpower and energy and discipline throughout the days. So that one was the biggest thing I learned. I mentioned about learning how to rely on yourself as a benefit to traveling, but on the flip side of that, if something bad happens to you, you do not have the resources or support network at your disposal that you're normally used to. So really easy example in Korea, I got this really bad rash in between my legs and it was just something I was constantly dealing with and I didn't really know what I could buy to help it. And obviously I don't speak Korean. So I was lucky enough, the guy who owned the Airbnb I was staying at, he took me to a pharmacy and he talked to the pharmacist and we were able to figure out what would help. And I started using it and it helped, but there's gonna be situations where God forbid you need to find a hospital, right? Or you need to find some type of medicine. Maybe you need a prescription medicine. It's gonna be a lot harder to find that stuff. And then also if you're really sick, it's not like you necessarily have someone who can go out and get it for you. So you have to, you know, be able to go out and about and find all the stuff. And it's just something that's going to be really crappy that you're going to have to deal with because you're not going to have people there to support you. So keep that in mind. The second to last con I have here, traveling isn't this mind blowing experience day in and day out. I kind of mentioned that before, but I think a misconception I had going into it was that I felt like everything I was seeing on Instagram, all these travel bloggers and these people that travel all the time, you see these wonderful Instagram photos, all these people in these amazing places on the beaches or in these really nice hotels. They have these breakfast spreads in the pool floating and they're laying out by the pool, right? All these photos you see constantly in these places. It just gave me the sense that traveling was the greatest thing ever and each day was going to be wonderful and you were just going to be so grateful that you were traveling and you weren't back at home doing whatever it may be. What I learned was that not every single day is going to be mind-blowing. There's going to be a lot of days where you want to rip out your hair and like life, it's hard and it's going to get old. You might visit a country and you'll be like, why did I even come here? That didn't happen to me, thank God. I I pretty much enjoyed the experience, I think, at every place I visited, enough to where I'm not like, oh, I wish I didn't go there. But there are places that are going to be mind-blowing, and there's going to be places that maybe you go after, and you're like, wow, this isn't anywhere near where I just was, and that's going to be tough to deal with at times because you create expectations of what a place should be like, I think I've used Italy a lot in the past. Italy is such an amazing and unique place. Rome especially because you get such a vast timeline of history that you can see. And then the food and the people, the architecture, it's all just so wonderful. And then if you go to a place like Bucharest, Romania afterwards, we'll say, it's just gray everywhere and kind of a bad vibe and there's not a lot to see and the food's not amazing by any means so you're probably not gonna like Bucharest as much as you would maybe if that was the first place you went so that's just something you have to understand and it's okay to feel that way and now the last con to traveling this goes along with the one I just said but 
little things will happen that suck because you're traveling that wouldn't normally happen if you were home. It's going to stack up and you're going to want to scream. You're going to want to rip your hair out. I mentioned this a little bit before, but there's just these little things that are going to happen. And if you go back and listen to when I was in Korea and some of the things that were happening, are they the biggest things in the world? No, but they just stack up and it's really unfortunate and you just have to deal with it. If you're visiting a place as well for only a little bit of time, let's say a week, that makes it even harder to deal with because you're still trying to get the most out of the place you're visiting because you only have so much time. And so when I was in Korea, it was really nice because I was staying there for so long. I was able to take five days in the beginning when I got there to slowly adjust and kind of figure things out again because all these bad things were happening that were just really wearing on me. So that was nice to have the time to settle in. But when you're going to a place for a week, you don't have that luxury. So no, that is something you're going to have to deal with. Once again, traveling is not all sunshine and rainbows. That is the end of the con. So we have gone through the benefits and disadvantages to traveling alone. If you're on the fence, you're going back and forth. Should I or should I not do it? Do it, make the decision. If you have the means to do it, if you're young, if you think it's going to affect your career, if you're already working and taking a gap year in your resume is a bad idea, just do it honestly, because I promise you it will be a rewarding experience for me. It's the most rewarding experience I've ever had in my life. I'm so glad I made the decision to do it. Even if it's a pain in the butt to get a job now because of it, you know what, I'm still grateful I did it. There's just something so unique to traveling in general, but to travel alone and to do it while you're young, that's the most unique you can get. And the experiences you'll have are experiences that you will never be able to have again. A lot of people travel when they're older and sure, it's great that they're seeing these different places, they're experiencing these cultures, but I'd see them all the time. I'd see them walking, whether they're in travel groups, right? You see these older people in these travel groups going from place to place, and they have these itineraries they have to follow, and they're only in a place for so long. Once again, yes, it's great that they're doing it, but it's just not, it really isn't traveling. It's not a way to travel to where you're getting an actual accurate picture of what a place is really like, and you're getting to experience the culture from that of a person actually living there. When you're young, generally you're staying in hostels, you're able to walk, you don't have to worry about injuries or anything like that. The things that you're actually interested in doing are a lot different than when you're older. You have a much more open generally and just positive view of the world and you have so much energy and it's just, I think, a much better thing to do when you're young than when you're older if you can do it. That's why I did it. It was because I saw that I was getting older and I wouldn't get the opportunity to do it again. So I wanted to do it for myself and I'm so glad that I did. Please, 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 if you're thinking about doing it, if people are telling you not to do it, if something's holding you back, just go for it. A lot of things in life, you take a leap of faith and it doesn't always work out, but you learn from it. And I think traveling can allow you to get some of the most groundbreaking perspectives and just understanding of yourself that you wouldn't normally get from doing anything else. The things that you'll see, the ways that you'll test yourself, the 
things you'll learn how to do, the things that you'll prove to yourself that you can do that you normally wouldn't think that you can do. There's just so many benefits to traveling. And so if you have any questions, whether that's places to go, how much it's going to cost, itineraries, where should I stay? What do I need to pack? Please, please, please email me, kanjahancock at gmail.com. Direct message me if you want on Instagram. Kanjay Hancock is the account name. I hope everyone enjoyed this podcast. I hope it's helpful to someone out there that is thinking about traveling. If someone messages me one day and says this podcast episode made me want to travel or it gave me the boost that I needed to actually make the step and travel, then that would be wonderful to hear the ice cream trucks paying in the background i think it's time to end this episode thanks for listening guys subscribe and like the podcast please leave a review i will see everyone next week and i think next week what is next week episode gonna be about it's about maybe we'll do my favorite and least favorite countries i don't know it'll be something like that once again it's travel related so thanks guys have a great week see you guys next monday